Hey guys, my name is Tamika Carroll with Mommy Moments. This is a time for us moms where we get a minute to ourselves to relax, to do that extra cleaning, to do that extra writing, to do that self-care. This is our moment to do whatever it is that we want. Moms from all over the world come here to help uplift, motivate, and inspire other moms. We're not here to try to see who can be the perfect mom. We're here to show you the only perfection exists in the way we love our children. There is no such thing as a perfect mom, so we don't need to strive for that. Continue doing you, mom. You are doing amazing. Look at yourself in the mirror. Take your moment and say, I love you. Enjoy mommy moments. And enjoy being a mom. Hey, Sam. Hi, Tamika. How are you? I am good. Thanks for joining. How are you? I am not doing bad at all. I'm here working as I talk to you. Really? Oh, you're doing chat or email? Yes. Okay. Okay. So how is that going? It's not going bad enough. I actually prefer working from home. It is kind of a little bit more difficult working from home because I feel like the work never stops. <laughs> True. True. But I guess it, it's better, you know, like you're home, you don't have to leave and think about coming back all the time and missing time out at home, I guess, right? Very true. Yes, one hundred percent correct. <laughs> All right. So, welcome to Mommy Moments, and this is basically a space for moms to help other moms in terms of how we're feeling when we're parenting. Sometimes, um, as moms, we might feel like we're not doing enough, or we strive to be maybe that perfect mom that we admire that we see somewhere else. And we forget a lot of times that, you know, it's in how our children love us and the smile that, you know, appears in their eyes that shows us that we are doing an awesome job. So, that is very true. yeah, and I invited you here because I think, you know, you'd be able to share some insights in how you parent and how you deal with any, maybe if you're feeling a little down or how you go through your days or your life as, as a mom, as a spouse, as an employee. And yeah, just your story. Okay. Um, okay. Hi, my name is Shamika McKenzie. I am a mom of two, two boys, three and four four sorry three and seven <laughs> three and seven um yeah two boys it's a handful it's a lot <laughs> trust me it's a lot i know you can understand yes yes myself but how do you deal with like art better yet do you ever get overwhelmed i know sometimes i do but do you ever feel like, not maybe like your kids are too much, you know, but of course, like you have a lot of stuff 
going on work, being a mom and everything, how do you deal with it when it feels like it's a little pressuring? Well, I do feel overwhelmed at times. No joke. Um, I feel like I can't fit enough enough hours into one day. I can't get anything accomplished. But um, what I know, what I have been doing um, since the, the for the past couple of weeks, I do overwhelmed or what I do to help me or to prevent me from being overwhelmed. Um, when I started college, we all had to do a course called Fresh One Seminar. And in that course, we had to write a 24 hour timetable. What you did from the very first minute you got up, right up until you go to bed. So that's what I started to do. As of recently, I started, you know, setting tasks, setting goals, put what I want to do in the day. Um, each time I try as best as possible. When you have kids, it is very sometimes very hard to stick to a schedule, but I try as best as possible to stick to that schedule. Nice. And it's been helping you with the overwhelm? Yes, it has helped me a lot because um, because I can now, I realized how much time I was wasting, kind of. Mm-hmm. When you have a structure and a schedule, you tend mm-hmm. to, I use up every minute of the day. I like that. I tried something similar. I didn't even know it was like a thing, but I realized that I was kind of spiraling out of control with my time. So I started to just write down, okay, I want to do this. And I kind of felt silly at first because I would write down my little bathroom. It does. I write down my break time. <laughs> yes, it does feel silly. It does but feel it ridiculous at first. <laughs> but really I Anybody who is having issue with time management, I promise you a timetable or a journal just to just write down things that you have to do makes a world of difference. Wow. A world of difference. I like that. I'm going to continue. I did try it. I tried it for like about a month and it helped. And I don't know. I didn't try it again. I don't know why, to be honest. But now that you're saying it, no, it just reaffirms that that's probably what I should be doing. Yeah, and it, it does take it does take some time to get used to. I always say one of the hardest things or the longest thing I do to get ready is to actually to get up and get ready. So you see, once you have that timetable and you stick to it, say, hey, I'm going on the road. I need to be out of the house by 10 o'clock. So you know you can't get up 15 minutes and start getting ready. Exactly. You schedule all of that time on your time. You put all of that on your timetable. That makes sense. That really makes sense. And then keeping yourself organized gives you less right. opportunity to be so overwhelmed and right. right at the end. That's it helps it helps tremendously. I like that. All right, but all right. So last year we all know that we went through a big big shift with everything in the world like the world as we know it basically went away and for a lot of parents myself included it was a bit challenging to explain certain aspects of covid to my sons and 
even with the older one having have so many friends at school that you know they like to just play around as boys mm-hmm. and so when they were told you know you can't go back to school for a while that little that sadness that they had or just the experience that they had it was a bit challenging um how did you experience covid with your boys did you go through any challenges trying to explain it to them or you know did they just were they okay with being home all the time okay so um my youngest who is three who was two at the time when the pandemic started he hasn't started school as yet so it was okay with him my oldest son is um one he's seven he's autistic so uh school or no school it really doesn't matter to him he likes being by himself so okay. i guess that was a plus for him he he yeah. likes being he likes being by himself so um that was that wasn't an issue the issue that i had with the pandemic was that you know the little break that you get when one gone off to school mm-hmm. a little bit, the youngest one take a nap second we have a little breather in the day mm-hmm. yes all of that was cut out Wow. So that for me was like a huge deal, like yeah. huge. I literally at times felt like I was gonna just spiral out of control. Like I just couldn't take it. They were fighting because we all got we all have to stay inside until um I started scheduling outside time or walk. So we have outside time and we have walk time. Okay. So because I'm working from home, we have one we have an outside playtime in the morning. And then when I get a break time or lunch time, we go for a walk. We go for like a 20-minute walk. And you know that kind of helps a bit because that helps them to release some of the energy right. outside and the fresh air. So that was good. I we and I, I um that helps a lot. And the other challenging thing that we um that I faced was my son who was doing school online. Um, he's in school and he does have online classes, but online school doesn't work for him. He doesn't want to pay attention to the screen. Whenever the screen is on, he wants to do something else. So I have to now work out a schedule, considering work, where I have to sit down and spend time with him, going through the lessons and going through everything that he's supposed to learn. And, you know, that in itself, hats off to the teachers, because I don't know how y'all do it. It is (laughs) very frustrating. It is. Extremely frustrating. And can you imagine how many kids they're doing it with at the same time? At the same time. I'm just dealing with one and I want to pull every strand of hair out. Wow. Because he, has said, he doesn't really verbalize a lot of things. So when he knows something, he, you, you have to be creative to know that he knows because he's not going to tell. He, he'll, he gets very frustrated when he knows something and you're trying to teach him over and over. So at that point, I know, okay, come off his says Now he understands it. Well, I'm glad you guys found a way that, you know, works with you. It's it's trial and error. To be honest, yes. trial and error. 
And you know, what I can emphasize um, all the moms out there, there is no perfect parent. There is no perfect way to do anything. Um, it's a learning process. You try today, you may fail, you may be successful, but at no point at all do I feel guilt. I try my best to get that that feeling, that emotion out of me completely. Because if you consume yourself with guilt, mm-hmm. you feel like a failure and feel like you don't want to do this again or you don't want to try again or, you know, you cannot get lazy. So, yeah, that guilt feeling, yeah, no. I try not to have, try not to um to consume myself with guilt or feel that way at all. And Things are so how I think they should go. Right. Yeah. And it's important too because like our kids can sense when we're going through something and if we consume ourselves with guilt, that's not good for them. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, okay. My phone went dead for a second. All right. Um yeah, but I really love the fact that, you know, you're willing to try different things because there are times when we feel the urge to give up. You know, we feel the urge to just stop because we're so overwhelmed, we're so frustrated. But to know that you can put those emotions aside and just do what's best for your sons to make sure that they're still getting the experience that they need to get. It is it's very admirable. It's, it's a really good thing. Thank you. And I love that. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to a mom who they feel like they're failing? I know you said not to consume yourself with guilt. And that's, that's superb. But if someone feels as if Apart from the guilt, they just feel as if they're failing at being a mom. What do you think you could say that could maybe help them? Or, yeah, what advice would you give to them? Um, I mean, for myself, it's just I had what? a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, continue, man. All right. So, what do we use to measure failure? By the way, what what is failure, or why? Good you know, question. for any any mom who is out there saying, "Hey, I'm failing at this." What do you measure yourself? Because if I go to school and my teacher gives me a test, if I get the pass mark is 50 and I get 40, mm. I know that I failed, I failed the test. Right. What do we use to judge um, or to grade ourselves as being a, a great, good mother, a great mother, a great parent? I don't think there is any grading scheme out there to grade us. So there is no pass or failure. You do the best you can with what you are given for your children. And I think that's all any child can ask for. True. Is that they have a parent or a mother who 
goes a hundred percent for them. You know, figure out challenges and figure out ways in which that you can get it done or get it accomplished. That's all we can do. That's very true. Because then once our kids are happy and healthy and you know they know that we love them, then that's not even close to a failure. Because if you ask a lot of grown-ups now who had parents who were there when they were growing up versus um, adults who had maybe a mom or dad who was overseas and they got a lot of stuff, which would you prefer? Get the stuff? Yeah, you love the stuff. You love the toys, the new clothes and all the fancy stuff. But would you prefer to have um, mommy just lie down and hug you, give you a hug, give you a kiss, tell, um, tell you... You know, they love you, go outside, play something. Would you have preferred that over the fancy stuff? Of course they would. Of course. Being there for your child is one of the, you know, it's one of the things that gives me the most joy. Come home, my kids, whenever they hear the gate open, they'll come to the window, open the window, and the youngest one will say, my mommy, my mommy is yeah. home. That, that is such a happy feeling. <laughs> That's alone for me. Yep. No matter what they have had, no matter what I'm going through, that's alone for me. Yep. The world is okay. That is so true. That is up. No money. I am good. Just hearing that alone. Yeah, I'm good. He's happy. That's all I want to know. That gives me an overwhelming satisfaction. I love that. I love that. And at the end of the day, you know, once they're happy in our presence, we, we just feel so elated. It's it's a feeling beyond anything else. That, 100%. That love. 100%. Yeah. There is a question, though, that a lot of our listeners uh, tend to ask, and I would like your insight, if any, but it's how do you teach your child responsibility and discipline? We know it's kind of a touchy t- subject. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to find out how other parents, other moms discipline or teach their child some sort of responsibility. Okay, so... um. Hmm. Two of my kids, they're both night and day. The older one, very organized. When he plays with his toys, he packs them back up. Whenever he takes off his dirty clothes, he knows exactly where to put them. Whenever he eats, he knows exactly where to put his plates. Perfect. <laughs> now the other one, three-year-old, he's a disaster, complete disaster. <laughs> Bryson, take off your clothes. Put them in dirty clothes. I guess um, discipline and giving your child responsibility is knowing what they can handle. Right. And you can't know what they can handle unless you give them a task. You know, they're simple. Just keeping their surroundings, their toys in order. We have time where we go through and pack up the toys put them because everything goes into a box 
at the end of the evening. But mm-hmm. sometimes I go to them and say, hey, you should go here, that should go there. So eventually, over time, I guess they, um, the younger one, he's, he's getting into that groove now where he's learning that, hey, when I'm finished eating, usually when he, finish, when he finishes um, his meal, he gives his older brother the plate and say, hey, put it down. <laughs> I have to stop that. I say, hey, no, he's not your maid. Put it down yourself. So repetition deepens impression. So the more you do something or the more you you keep um, repeating something or keep telling them to do something, no matter how hard it gets, because I'm a softy and whenever they cry, I just want to stop immediately. But I've, I've, I've learned over the years to give a blind eye or give a deaf ear, sorry, give a deaf ear to the crying and know that he has no broken bones. He's not hurting. Tommy is full. He's fine. The crying, that will go away. And just okay. keep this. Do this, you need to do that. Sure. And it teaches them consistency. So, yes. On discipline and responsibility. Test them out. Give them little tasks and you keep stepping it up as the time goes goes on. Keep instilling, have a little structure in things that they must do. Right. You come on from school, take off your shoes, put it where they're supposed to go. Put your there is a nail or wherever you hang your bag right there. Your dirty clothes should go in the dirty clothes hamper. There it is. And you keep it at the same place all the time so they know exactly where to find it. Right. You know, you finish eating, you wipe, wipe up your spill, wipe up your mess. Take up your plate, put it in the sink. Scrape out anything that is in there into the garbage. Those little stuff like that, they must be able to do at starting from age three. Two, right. three, they should be able to do that. Okay. And those are practical things to use and teach them with their everyday lives because it doesn't feel like work. It's not work. It's something that, you know, eventually they will have to do. So from such an early age to ensure that you keep it up and remind them to do it until they get it. That's, that's definitely what they need for real. So yep. what do you yep. do when you, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask when you have a moment to yourself, what do you do? How do you relax or take a breather? Huh, do I ever? <laughs> Here's the question. <laughs> um, so I got this advice. Um, when I had my second son, I, um, I, I suffered from depression and, um, I was going to therapy, but you know, one advice that I got outside of therapy and outside of um, counseling was that I should ensure that I take an hour to an hour and a half or two hours a day for yourself undisturbed. Whether is it to just sit and put your head back this is not, I'm not talking about sleep time, just an or two time to go and work out, sit down and have a glass of wine, just go for a walk, 
something to just unwind, think about today, relax, empty your mind, or if you want to sit down and pray, read the Bible, whatever is it that will relax you. And yes, it does help. It does um, kind of center you a bit and help you to focus on getting the next day's task ahead. So in, that, in my one hour, hour and a half, I will relax, make my schedule, and recently I started to exercise. <laughs> so, you know, I plan what I'm going to do the next day. I plan meals, all of that, write my shopping list, all of that stuff in my one and a half hour. My one and a half hour. Still, yes, some of the time is still given back to them because I have to plan what they have to do. But mm -hmm. in that time, I relax. Maybe so sometimes I go for a walk or I just go and sit down somewhere by myself and just think about nothing. That's nice. And it's advisable for moms, definitely, as you said, to have that moment. Not only moms, everyone, but I mean, mommies especially because we go through so much, we carry so much on our minds, in our hearts every day that, you know, a lot of times we forget that we need that time to, we need that time to ourselves. Well, so when you're able to make that time for yourself, even if it's just an hour, as you say, or even 30 minutes for some people, if that's as long as you can get it's so important to just have something that you do where you can have that time for yourself on a daily basis to just reset and get yourself back on that level place where you need to be. So true. So, true. so, so true. Yeah, but do you have any questions for us or any mom out there? Is there anything that you want to say to them? Um, you know, don't judge yourself too hard. The world is already judging you, or other persons may be judging you. Don't take it easy on yourself. Take it easy, one day at a time. And as long as you look at your kids and you see that they're happy, you're doing an awesome job. Awesome, awesome job. That's great. I needed that advice for myself too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, everybody judging don't make no sense. You sit down and judge yourself or do whatever everybody else is doing. And um, if you feel judged as a mother or feel like you're not doing a good job, um, uplift somebody else. If you see somebody else struggling, help that person. And in turn, because sometimes instead of criticizing another person, their strength may be your weakness and your weakness may be their strength. So if we swap ideas, come together, work together, encourage each other, you know, wouldn't we all, this would be a better place? It definitely would. It would. Let's all have a kumbaya moment. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, wow. But that's that's all the questions basically I have today for you. It was so good to talk to you because you are filled with inspiration on how to just 
you know, literally juggle two boys and work and everything. Um, it's amazing to see how you find different ways to ensure that you have a little time for yourself, but they also have everything that they need physically and just for you to be able to be there for them emotionally and mentally. That is so important, especially when raising boys who will grow yep. into men. They need to have that mother figure who is there mentally for them and emotionally where they can have that bond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. If you want to find us, you know, on Instagram, feel free to reach out, mommymoments.bgpl. And if you want to share your Instagram, if you have any, um, for people to reach out to you. Other moms may just want to say hi if you want. You can share that information. Um, yeah. Instagram name is um, Shami underscore no lie. It's lady underscore sham 27. Lady underscore sham 27. Yes. All right. Thank you. And thank you so much for sharing your moment, for sharing your time and just giving us this insight into your life and how you mom. We really, really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you. Thank you. You're My welcome. pleasure. Have a good evening. Okay, you too. Night. Remember to check us out on Instagram at mommymoments.bgpl. That's mommymoments.b for brown, g for girl, p for purple, l for lips. Have a good time, mom. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next week. Bye-bye.